Bam! There it is. Welcome. Thanks. We (laughs) won't try to relive the... Let's just say we've tried this once. Yep. And we were interrupted. Right, we were. But we are going at it again. So hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk Podcast. My name's Chris Suleme. I'm your co-host today, and I'm here with my good buddy, Mr. John Palmieri. And we have an amazing guest today mm. with us. I'll give you a little introduction before. Let's warm this up a bit. Yeah, let's warm it up a little bit. Mm. Um, we have an amazing stylist with us today, slash education lead for the Salon 124 group, mm-hmm. slash extraordinary person, singer, mm-hmm. mother, balancer of many different things. Um, we are here with Miss Britton Monk. Hello, Britton. Welcome. Hi. And we uh, didn't even tell Britain. I think we're kind of on this thing where we're just not telling people yeah, what we're going to talk about, right? We're just going to do podcasts and we're just going to do them and we're not going to plan them out. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the last one, we pinned John down and we talked about some management and leadership stuff. And I think it would be really appropriate, John, if we started out maybe talking a little bit about education and more specifically training, mm-hmm. um, since Britain's the person who over the course of the last couple of years, three or so years since yeah. you've been in this position has you know not only worked behind the chair but mm-hmm. has sort of with a team but you know really single-handedly um, put together the curriculums for when we take hair school students right. from the school and then bring them into the salon and kind of get them through that first year into you know to where they can start to yeah, yeah get into real life and so um how do you want to start the conversation out with Britain as we sort of move into it um you know what? Let's talk about how Britain even got here. Mm. That's a good. That could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so Britain, how did you get here? <laughs> well, how long we got? Not right. that much time. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you the short, short version. So basically, I am. I'm from Columbus, Georgia, originally. Uh, I was a stylist there for a long time. And, How long is a long time? Um, well, I've been a stylist now for 15 years. Awesome. So I've been here for five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, in 2008, I was 23 years old, and I was, um, I was super ambitious and, um, you know, a little bit naive, and I really, really, really wanted to open a salon in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a, a specific idea of what I wanted to work in, and um, and I really wanted to, to try to find that. And I had a hard time finding it, so I just wanted to create it. So mm-hmm. I had some really great contacts at uh, Salon Centric, mm-hmm. and they put me in touch with Brian. Mm-hmm. So my friend um, Key Ellis mm-hmm. was, was um, at at Salon Centric at the time, and he said, you've got to meet Brian, you need to talk to him, and kind of pick his brain a little bit. So sure. he hooked that up. So I came up to Atlanta in uh, 2008 and spent the day with Key and Brian, and I toured the school, I toured some of the Genesis Salons, mm-hmm. and then uh, then literally just spent a whole entire afternoon interviewing Brian, just asking him right. All about 124, how he got started, how you know the whole story, mm-hmm. and I left here feeling like I either have to create that right. something on a smaller scale, sure, or I have to work there. Like that, that's just <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I f- 
just literally a couple months later, the stock market crashed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so all of those ideas and dreams of, of opening a salon were put on serious halt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of scary for all of us at mm-hmm. that time. We didn't know, like, what was going to happen with our industry and where it was going. And right. uh, so I went to, I started college. I had not done any college at all, but mm-hmm. I went to college at that time and not really knowing exactly what that was going to look like. Right. I went to nursing school and um, totally, like, didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But once I, but what college did for me, was it definitely gave me more drive mm-hmm. in this industry to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so I, at, at, in 2014, to kind of like fast forward, things had really gotten a lot better. Um, you know, the economy and our, our clientele had picked mm-hmm. back up and things were looking good. And so I kind of revisited the idea of, opening a salon again mm-hmm. and uh and I don't know that conversation led my husband and I to talk about you know really what we wanted and both of us kind of we wanted something different we wanted a big change and mm-hmm. so I um this is really funny I had lost Brian's email address and contact information mm-hmm. in that time yeah. but we were friends on Facebook <laughs> so I sent him a Facebook message and I still have it and I said <laughs> Hey Brian, I don't know if you remember me, right. you know, but um, but he he called me in like like an hour and a half after I sent him that message, and mm-hmm. he said I absolutely do remember you, mm-hmm. you know I'd love for you to come interview, so I did. I came up and I interviewed, and he hired me that day, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know the rest is Here history. We we yeah we didn't have our house on the market or anything. We <laughs> you were gone. Put our house on the market. We yeah we moved up here, and mm-hmm. and I jumped on it. So mm-hmm. that's great. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right going to do a shameless plug because, you know, I mean, I moved here, uh, back here from Philadelphia, which I, I didn't really want to leave Philly, to tell you the truth. Sure. Everybody knows that. But, um, but you know, there aren't a lot of places like there are there are very few. There are people doing this. Right. But there are very few places where, you know, higher level higher level stylists can come and grow right. and develop a business inside of a small window of time mm-hmm. um, and reestablish themselves amongst higher level stylists right. and I, I think of hairdressers as a community yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I think there are a lot of different ways you can commune with people mm-hmm. um, you can you can be independent nowadays and have a social media community you can do that right. um, but you know if you like being around other people and like being pushed and like to you know be inspired by the people in your same building um, you know this was a good I know it's been a great move for you because I know yes. you and I've seen yes. you develop through that process but um, we, we, we love you. If you're listening to us from Tennessee right now and right. you're thinking about coming and joining, you should you should definitely drop us a DM. Because <laughs> right. um, and and that was a shameless plug, I, I guess I want to say. Well, I mean, but, I, will, I will say, though, that, like, the, the growth that, I mean, me personally, the growth that mm-hmm. I've had in the past five years that <clears throat> I've been here, mm-hmm. almost five years, has been crazy. And it's, and it's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. It's because of the people that I'm surrounding right. myself totally. with mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to suck in this environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you won't, and you, you stay, won't you long. won't suck for long right. because yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, everybody, everybody wants help everybody to get up there. So anyway, so that's that. And that's kind of a piece, you know, that leads into sort of what you spend a lot of your time doing now is, is taking those people, you know, bringing them from school, um, but it, you didn't always have necessarily. There was a process in place before you got here. You know, it wasn't finished yet. 
you know, it wasn't perfect. It needed some work. Um, and so I know you've been working on that over a few years. So, you know, you got here, you grew a clientele inside of that time. You realized you wanted to help pull people up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had this opportunity to help out with education. And, mm-hmm. and initially, I think it was exactly that, right? It was like helping out. Yeah, I was just, I was, I was coming to the classes. I was lugging mannequin stands mm-hmm. and mannequins around and just kind of showing up um, mm-hmm. to all the classes and helping set up, helping mix color, whatever mm-hmm. it was we were doing. And that kind of turned into helping to kind of plan out and schedule what those right. other classes would look like. Uh, but all of that was was it was advanced education mm-hmm. for our current stylist. Right. It, we what we what I realized through helping with all of that mm-hmm. was that we were missing a piece, and that was the support that we could give people coming from school into the salons uh, to help them acclimate. Because right. we all know that whatever you go to school for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It doesn't matter if it's hairdressing or Mm -hmm. nursing school or, or, you know, business Mm -hmm. or whatever. You're going to learn the most about your job in your first year or two doing your job. And uh, but you have to have, you know, you've got to have some support. And Mm -hmm. so um, that's how that's kind of where the planning for our current training program started. Yeah. You know, one of the things I want to kind of back up just a smidge on, because I think this is important for a lot of the people that listen to our podcast, as you said, when you started this journey, you know, getting into education, you just showed up. Yeah. Talk more about that because I think a lot of people want to get involved in other things and yeah. they don't know how. You're like, how does that happen? How do it's I? a great point. Well, you know, I how think, does it, so you did it. So yeah, I tell mean, I us think, how did I that think happen? First of all, it just starts with, with verbalizing it yeah. um, and, um, you know, just saying out loud what it is that you want to do, which... Y'all know I have no problem doing ever. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's what I did. When I when I interviewed with Brian, I, I told him that day that I, you know, wanted to do something with the education. I didn't know what that looked like. But, uh, and then I continued to mm-hmm. to verbalize it right. and bug everybody about tell, it. Tell as many people as yeah, possible. Yeah, I did. I did. Yep. I told as many people as, as possible. And so that's how I was kind of, I was given the opportunity. Mm-hmm to help out. I just ask and I help out. Right. So I started out just coming to the classes. Whenever we would have classes, we ha- we were having them once a quarter uh, throughout the whole company. So mm-hmm. I would um, I-, I would just come and show up. Uh, I wasn't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a job. <clears throat> right. It was just, I just came and helped out. I set up mannequins and stands and helped mix color mm-hmm. and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just, that's how it started. That's a really important point, and I feel like you were kind of leading in that direction. But yeah. I, you know, when I was working as a as a technical director at, sure. in, in in a cosme, you know, in Kuhn Hair Cosmetics, mm-hmm. or you know, an education manager or whatever, mm-hmm. or owning a salon, yeah. or when I worked for my brother back mm-hmm. in Tampa, mm-hmm. I think about all of the things that I did for free, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, and I, I. Look, we don't throw stones at anybody. Mm. Um, we we love kids. We love all ages of people that are in this industry. Right. Um, and and we believe that you know we believe that everybody has the right to be successful mm-hmm. and you know yeah. uh, the ability. But one thing that I think gets thrown under the bus a lot lately yeah. is are doing volunteering mm-hmm. to do things before there's ever a job. Yeah. Um, and here's what you think I, that gets thrown under the bus like that's people poo poo that uh, definitely yeah. definitely how yeah. much how, what what's in it for me yeah how much am I getting paid for this right 
Um, and, you know, if if you could have my eyes mm-hmm. and understand, you know, I'm 45, and I know a lot of people that are entering our industry are 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, Britton, you're younger than me. You're, you're between 23 and 34. 45, right? <laughs> um, but if, if you could have that look and you could know that there's a period of time that every single successful person did things Free. For free before yeah. it existed. And I'm an enormous fan of mm-hmm. what I call creating your job. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. what that That's means exactly is... That's exactly what I did. Right. Yeah. Do the job before it's even a job. Yeah. Right. Right. And if you do that long enough, what yeah. happens is is people start to look to you for that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. eventually you are that thing. And then yeah. eventually there's... There's a way to get compensated right. for it, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and the compensation part, while that's a beautiful thing, you should only do that if it's something you really want to do and something you enjoy. And I know you love, you happen mm-hmm. to love education, which is mm-hmm. why you didn't mind doing it. And you probably knew if I do this long enough, mm-hmm. like there, something will happen from this. I don't know mm-hmm. what it'll be, and I don't think you always have to know what it is. Nah. That's going to come of it. Well, Sometimes think, it's just the experience, right? I, yeah. yeah. I still, I mean, I still do that. I'm still doing yeah. that now, yeah. even though, yeah. like, I do, I do have a job at this mm-hmm. point yeah. that I am being compensated yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still go outside of that job and do mm-hmm. other things right. that I'm not ne- that aren't necessarily yeah. like under my job description, right? Right. Because I see a need for it. Number one, mm-hmm. and um, and I know that I also, you know, I have a set of skills that mm-hmm. I can help you know, with whatever those right. things are. So I still do that. And yeah. I think we all kind of do, like we, we all, all end up, you well, know, we well, even, it's, it's funny when you say that, cause you know, my mind instantly went to what have I done for free? Mm-hmm. You know, I learned how to be a bartender yeah. because I asked the manager of the bar if I could work for free. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. You know, I wanted to learn how to work on motorcycles. I asked the guy who was the mechanic if I could work for him for free. He said, okay. Yeah. When I worked, went to work for the consulting company, my first couple, and you know, I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it. Yeah. All the different things I've done in my life, I can think back to when I did it for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted it. Yeah. yeah. Now, all three turned into a job. Yeah. Right? All That's three, right. All three turned into a That's job. That's right. Yet, um, I started off yep. doing it for free. As an educator, I spoke for four years for, for free, free. Yeah. before I ever... And people used to laugh at me all the time and say, mm-hmm. you know, my a good friend of mine in Tampa, she yeah. would always say, you, you, you do... You're... You're not getting paid for those talks you're doing. Yeah, I'd be like, no, and then eventually, of course, sure. that turned into that a whole my the rest of my life, right? right? But so it's it's an interesting piece, and it's something I don't think we always give a lot of cr- credit to, right? And because now it's about give me yeah. this for that, give me this for that, mm-hmm. and um, if you're if you're wanting to do something, I think you got to put your hand up for it. You yeah. know exactly like yeah. what you did. Well, I think the thing that's missing is you. I think sometimes we forget that what you're getting for free. Is education. Is education. Right. Somebody is taking the time, effort, and energy to teach you whatever it is you're doing for free. That, you know, that's a pretty good trade-off to me. Yeah. You're going to teach me how to do something, and yep. I don't have to pay for it, and all I have to do is hang out and do it with you? Yeah. Uh, I'll make that trade. Yeah. Yep. You know? Absolutely. I'm trying to think of the next thing I can do for free. Yeah. Yep. You know? <laughs> so, so that's our preaching. That's our that's our high horse there. But, I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, because you work one-on-one with a lot of the, you know, newer adults coming out of hair school they've gone to cosmetology school they're now licensed but they're not prepared yet we all know that and Mm -hmm. you know schools are getting better at that we certainly have a great school but we still know there's a gap between you know being a being an experienced stylist and coming from school Mm -hmm. um share a little bit about what are some of the things that you 
think think some needs that you see, you know, straight out of the gate for students. So if I'm a student coming out of school, number one, what would be some advice for me if I didn't have a Salon 124 group to kind of come and, you know, work in? Like, so, uh, yeah, find find a mentor. You want to find someone that that will you know, kind of take you under their wing and, and help you through that, Mm -hmm. that first year, like we've already said, you know, that's the time that you will learn the absolute most about doing hair is Mm -hmm. in that first year. So I think step one, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And what are some, from the mentor perspective, what are some of the things that you're seeing people need the most when they come out of cosmetology school? Like what are on your hot button list Number one's consultation, communicating with 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 clients. I think that um, that that is that's the most important thing. That's the most uh, the biggest like the biggest thing that I could like you know hit home with is communication. So just just learning how to efficiently communicate with a client, how to ask the right questions, um, how to get to like what it is that they are looking for. Mm -hmm. That's hard, Uh you know, and there's, you're dealing with so many different types of people in your chair. And when you're brand new to it, Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest thing. Um, so that would be the first thing. And then of course, you know, haircutting, I think is another uh, some people pick it up really quick mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 run with it, but um, but haircutting is 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 tough. So I think those are the two the two top things right. that they have the hardest time with. Um, when you see you know because you've been doing this for a little while and you see the students coming out of the school, what what do you see? I, I, and I hate to paint the world with a wide brush, but I will for just a moment. Mm-hmm. When you look at the students coming out of the school, what's most excites you about them as a group right now? Well, they're excited. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, we've we've been doing here at um, at our at our location. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a lot of our trainees here mm-hmm. for six to eight weeks at a time, right. and they're training with us hands on every day in the salon. And it has created such a really cool mm-hmm. buzz throughout yeah. the whole entire salon mm-hmm. because they're excited to be here. They're eager to learn. They're asking lots of questions, which gets us fired up. Right. And so, you know, that's that's I love I love that about mm-hmm. uh, you know about them. Mm-hmm. We you know we we have. Um, so obviously we've been talking with a lot of salon owners lately. Yeah. Um, you know, you owned a salon, I owned a salon, you were about, you know, we, we all understand the independent market very well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest challenges that owners have today mm-hmm. um, is f- they the recruiting people, right, getting right. people to come work there. And it's interesting because <laughs> um, I'm just going to go back for a second to volunteering a job. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we CUNE Academy by one two four does yeah. is they'll have career days, right? Um, in which salons can come yeah. and set up a little table and you know meet these students and and um, talk. And I'm I'm always baffled by how many salons say they need yeah. people and yet don't participate with their local schools. You know, to that point, here's another shameless plug, right? We have this um, Facebook group. It's called 124 Go Salon yeah. and Spa Business Forum. And there's like 11,500 members to that yeah. that forum. So check it out. 
the reason you want to check it out is because there are people asking these questions, right? right? And the community is answering them. Yeah. And to your point, I'm always amazed that it shows up once a week. Yeah. How do I get people to come work for me? How do yeah. I get people to come work for me? How do I get people to yeah. come work for me? It's a reoccurring question, mm -hmm. and no matter how many times it's answered, it's asked again. Totally. To your point, nobody goes to the school. Nobody. It's like pulling teeth. You know? Well, you know, I... I, mm -hmm. I, I, I and I hate to, to, you know, sound negative about it, but mm -hmm. I think there are there are also a lot of salon owners out there who mm -hmm. are looking for established hairstylists. Oh, no. Right. I want somebody with a book. they don't always 100%. know what to do with yeah. a new stylist, right. you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be this scary thing. Yeah. Just like... Teach them some of the things that you've Well, I want to use you learned. as a perfect example Let's if go I could. There. And Is that right? you, yeah, you go because I think it's you're, we're probably going in the same direction. Hopefully, we're going yeah. in the same direction, right? Because it'll make the podcast way better. Um, you know, when you get that person who says, you know, I can't attract staff, I can't attract staff, I can't attract staff, you know, here's the interesting thing Britain comes here one yeah. day, right? Because she's opening up her own company. Right. And there was something, and we could spend all day on that. Yeah. Um, but there was something that attracted her that said, I want to be part of that. Yeah. And so when a salon owner asked me, John, I can't get people to come work for me. Right. My first question is, why would they? And I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying to you, why would they want to come work for you? What's well, I have reason? a pretty salon. There's lots of pretty salons. I'm a nice boss. There's plenty of nice bosses yeah. in the world. What do you have that makes the Britons of the world knock on the door and say, I want to be part of that? Or a until new student. You, right. Because until you answer that question right. for them, yeah. you'll never get anybody to come yeah. up for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill some space here and do go it. to the next step, yeah. which is um, one of the things that we think you should have in place is a training program, yeah. and you know, which yeah. is a place that you spend a ton of time. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about if, if I am an owner and I am interested and I do have somebody new maybe, what the hell do I do with them? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what does a training program look like inside of here? And maybe even how are we making ours better on a regular? Well, I mean, I guess I would start with how we even created it from in the first place. And, and, and that was when, when we were tasked with trying to come up with a training program for Salon 124, um, you know, the first thing I did was I went to the the students who were the, the new stylists that had just come out of school and said, hey, what do you feel like you learned a lot of in school and what do you feel like you need more of? And then I also went to the, um, you know, some of the other stylists in the salons who were mentoring the, our, our new stylists and asked them, what do you see? that these new stylists need help with. And what were the answers? The answers were consultation. Yeah. 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 Always. Yeah. Yep. Always consultation. Um, short haircutting. Yeah. Formulation. Yeah. Um, and and believe it or not, styling. Yep. Styling was a, a, a big thing that they right. needed a lot of practice Huge. on. So so that's kind of where we started with yep. it. And it's grown, you know, l l yep. from there. But I would say to a salon owner that's trying to think through, you know, what to do with a brand new stylist, yeah. just start with taking some time and spending some time with them on the things that that 
you know, think back to when you were first yeah. starting, mm-hmm. first of all, and remember the things that scared you yeah. mm-hmm. and the things that you had a, a hard time with. We all remember, right. you know, s- specific struggles sure. that we had about sure. one haircut that just yeah. freaked us sure. out. Um, so go back to that and just spend some time with that person if, and try to help them. If you could describe the, the our, so we have this program that you've sure. developed called Continuing Education Program, mm-hmm. CEP, we call it. Describe what that looks like, that pla- that platform, how it rolls out, how long is it, okay. what do we cover? So um, so our continuing education program uh, is an eight-week program that starts um, after we hire a new stylist. We hire them out of school when they're already licensed, right. and that training program starts after that. So they spend eight weeks... Um, taking classes with our education team and then also working in the salon hands-on every day with some of our stylists and uh so we cover everything from you know consultations and walk walk us through the weeks walk us through the weeks so week one we we introduce them to who 124 is yeah um our our mission statement our core values who we are what our company was founded on we tell them the story that brian told Mm -hmm. me that hooked me um and and we start so we start the process of working with them on the appointment cycle um you know everything from greeting to to consultations the second week, we work with them even more on consultations and also uh, blow drying, styling, you know, working with a, with an iron, um, those kinds of things. A little, we do some product knowledge in that in that class as well. Why do you find it important to get them into styling right away? We know mm-hmm. it was a big important piece, right. but what? But as it relates to being in the salon, well, when they're here, um, they are they're helping us throughout the day. Right. Uh, with with clients, they're helping shampoo with shampoos. They are helping style. So it's super important for us to be able to uh, to ask them to help us with our clients right. and feel confident that they're going to yeah. be able to do. So that. sooner that and, part's taken care of, yeah. the sooner they can help. And blow drying such a safe place for them to start, right? Sure. You're not gonna, oh you're not, yeah, yeah. You're not going to yeah. burn anybody's scalp, and no. it's um, and it's what you're going to spend eighty percent of your time doing. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, oh, yeah. Just blow drying and styling yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I and I don't I don't always think that um, enough time is given to blow drying because mm-hmm. it is really how you present your all of your all of your artwork that you create. Right. Uh, and so I don't I don't always think that enough yeah. time is spent on that with newer stylists. So that's really important. Um, so, so week, week three. three, we go into um, into blonding. We talk about the products that we carry here uh, and how to properly use those. We talk about some color theory when it comes to, uh, you know, lifting, undertone, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we also teach them placement. They work on foiling techniques. They work on hand painting techniques. Um, they do all of this on mannequins. Mm-hmm. Then they come into the salon, and they also, they're also helping us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't always have them help us do foils on all of our clients sure. but we do have people that w- that they can help us with yeah. um they as help. far as applications yes and, yeah. applications they also help formulate they are formulating every day all day long they get mm-hmm. tons of formulation practice while they're here so um every and what that looks like is every client that sits in my chair they're looking at they're listening to the consultation that i'm having sometimes mm-hmm. they're having a consultation with my clients mm-hmm. and then we're walking to the back and i say Tell me what you would use. Right. What would your process be? And they have to think through that process and mm-hmm. um, and formulate for That's them. Yep. So, 
uh, week four, we get into, um, you know, we get deeper into color formulation, gray coverage, corrective color, Mm -hmm. reds, um, you know, that type of thing. We work with them extensively in the salon on that afterwards. And then... um, Week five, six, and seven is all haircutting. We spend three weeks on haircutting. It's a big, you know, it's a big chunk of our of our training program. So they go from long and medium haircuts uh, all the way to short haircuts, and then men's haircutting. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we can't have them cutting our clients in the salon. Right. So they do. We they have days where they are doing mannequin work all day long. They're practicing those haircuts yeah. um, and testing out on those. Yeah, and then. Um, and then week eight, we are, the focus week eight is teamwork in the salon, what that looks like, um, you know, how to become a part of, of the salon team Mm. and how to acclimate to your salon. Right. And then also, um, you know, just some, some business strategies on what to expect in their first few weeks, their Mm. first few months, their first year, and how to set some goals for themselves behind the chair, uh, we talk a lot about you know building trust and rapport with their with their clients. That is like the most important thing their first couple of months, mm-hmm. um, as far as you know building their clientele. So we talk a ton about about that. Mm-hmm. Do I have to be an expert in order to? Do I have to be a teacher? Do I? <laughs> I mean, do no. I have to be an expert in order to no. take a new person out of school and walk them through something like this? For sure, not 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 at all, not at all. You know, um, go. I'm gonna go back a little bit to before I was here. Mm-hmm. My my teaching, mm-hmm. a quote teaching experience started when I had um, I had a stylist that I, or I had a girl that yep. I knew that was one of my clients that wanted to do hair and asked me about doing an apprenticeship mm-hmm. and so and I had done an apprenticeship. That's how I got my license. And I said, okay, sure. So she apprenticed under me, and I just taught her what I knew. Yeah. Um, and so that's all I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have, I've gotten to a place where I've had enough experience behind the chair where I've been able to, like, kind mm-hmm. of put what I know into a process. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it doesn't have to, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be that way. You just te- you can just teach somebody what you know. Yeah. Um, Britton, you created the written format for this. You yeah. created the documentation for this. How many times did you rewrite that? <laughs> <laughs> I still rewrite it. Yeah. Uh, Every day I go every, home. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's never it's, perfect. Is no, it? it's never, it's never, it's never perfect. And every time we have a program go through, right. I, I, we, we, I rethink things that we can tweak sure. and add and, and how to make it better. And, mm. um, my education team has been amazing mm. at, giving me feedback right. on what works and what doesn't and mm. um, and what they see. And so that's been, you know, really helpful. But we've rewritten it. We launched it yeah. in um, uh, at the beginning of last year, right. 2018. And so over the past year and, you right. know, a few months, it's been rewritten, like, 
all of it's been rewritten a few times. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm go, I'm going to go out on a limb to say if if you want to message us on Instagram at one two four dot go, we mm-hmm. would be happy to share uh, those curriculum outlines with you because. The whole point yeah. of this podcast is to help salon owners grow, right? And that's the whole point of One Two Four Go. And yeah. so, uh, if if you're listening to this conversation and you're like, "Where the heck do I start?" Right? Shoot us a message. We're happy to share this stuff with you. Yeah. We have we have templates yeah. for like what I mean. I have created templates for mm. what this uh, in the process of creating it for here, yeah. you know, for Salon Twenty Four. Mm. Um, I've created templates for what this would look like. In you know, on a smaller scale in a smaller salon. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't. Don't think that you can't put this in place right. because you're a five or ten chair salon. Right. It's it it's it's just all it would be is us giving you um, a layout for how to share what what knowledge you already what have. What you already know. Yeah. Love yep. it. Um, for those for those people in the audience who are wanting to start their own education programs, right? Yeah. And they're like, I. I I'm not going to get it right. It's not going to be perfect. They're, they're having a trouble getting started. Yeah. What words of advice do you have for them? I mean, all of this. Because Britain, it's not going to be of, as good as yours. All right? of this, all of this started mm-hmm. with me just literally like writing bullet points. Mm-hmm. It started with me just bullet pointing the things that I would tell someone right. who's who's brand new. Mm-hmm. What would I share with somebody who's brand new? And yep. I wrote bullet points. Yeah. Um, it can just start with that. Yep. And then actually doing it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. actually taking time either before your you know, your clients start in a day yep. or on a Monday right. or, you know, what whatever time you find, just take time to like pour into those people because I'll tell you, as a salon owner, one of the the one of the best things that you could possibly do is to, is is pour into the people that work for you and mm-hmm. spend time with them and invest in them mm-hmm. and that is going to build so much more loyalty for you know with right. your team than mm-hmm. anything else you could possibly do yeah it's amazing this this has been a really great discussion i feel like we've given a lot of really actually detailed nuggets yeah. of you know mm-hmm. where you could start um, you know, I want to I want to thank Britain. I, Britain, I know you're also available on Instagram to reach yeah. out to and ask questions to. What is your Instagram handle? It's at Britain Monk Hair, and it's it's Britain Monk underscore Hair. Yeah, B R I T T O N M O N K underscore Hair. Yes, that's fantastic. Um, what uh, you know, we've got an audience right now. They're listening up. What thoughts do you want to leave uh, them with? Any anything you feel like we're leaving on the table, or any kind of last little bits of inspo, either for the owners or for maybe a, a newer person who's looking for a salon. Well, I mean, like I said, I would just you know if you if you take the time to invest in other people, then they will invest in you, mm-hmm. and um, and you know that's that's for owners, and that's also for you know brand new stylists. Look for for brand new stylists. Look for someone who can be a mentor to you. Um, like seek that out because that's going to be the best like launch pad that you can possibly have for your business mm-hmm. and um, and and owners you know take some time and pour into the people around you and and if you want to build a really great team you know don't be scared of those new the new talents don't be they're they're going to be the best ones to mm-hmm. pour into right um and the best ones to build up mm-hmm. and they'll stay with you forever and you ever. get a ton back in return oh, that yeah. you can't measure right. the, the experience of Absolutely. working with a new person mm-hmm. 
that's standing next to you will give you a set of fresh legs like you will not believe. Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. Absolutely. John, thoughts? No, I, I, I love this conversation. I love, part of it, I love it because we didn't plan it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think those are my favorite. Um, you know, what Britain's given us is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just kind of reflecting on all the work that Britain's done. Yeah. You know, and I look at that room and I look at all the people that are out there yeah. and I look at all the students that yeah. are coming through our company. Yeah. Um, and it's just amazing. So, uh, Britain, if I haven't said it enough, great job, by the way. Yeah, that's fantastic. You. You're welcome. Oh, and I threw a fantastic in there. You did. Yeah. And uh, and ditto, ditto what John just said. If you're listening to this podcast, and by the way, if you're hearing, we are in the salon today. So if you hear a little background blow dryer noise, <laughs> uh, we want you to know we're, we're in it to win it. Yeah, we don't just make this that's stuff right. up. We that's actually right. work here. That's exactly <laughs> right. We're here. Uh, but if you like what you heard today, please... Uh, Press the subscribe button, and John wants you to do something very special. Write a wicked good review. Wicked How good. How many times do I have to say it? Five stars. <laughs> That's right. For five crying stars. out loud, Britain, tell them. How many stars? Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Do it. Um, those reviews really help us. A, you know, it just uh, gives us a little bit back, to, you know, to keep you know doing this and enjoying doing it, but also mm-hmm. um, helps us move up a little bit on that list of. You know, podcasts. A cool podcast. Exactly yeah. right. So we really appreciate that. You can also link up with us. I've said it once, but let's say it again uh, on Instagram at 124.go. Right. And uh, we're starting to upload some YouTube videos on 124.go, all one word, yep. salon education. Right. And so. Website. W- a website we will be launching April 1st. Yep. Uh, it's what is the website again, John? It's. 124go.com 124go.com gotta love that um, we'll be sharing some video content there yep. so you'll be able to touch base with us uh, with some interactive stuff mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be launching a little um, monthly Zoom mm-hmm. call where we'll be having topic discussions so that should be really awesome and we hope to see you there so anyway again thank you so much for listening you guys are the uh, people that are making this thing fun and great and we really enjoy making these so um, until next time thanks bye everybody bye. too young to talk about